Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. Today we're going to go over the supporting artists for the Jules Holland Tour and they are Lulu and Chris Difford. So let's get started shall we? So our first support act is Lulu. Lulu Kennedy Khan, CBE, born Marie McDonald, McLaughlin, Laurie on the 3rd of November in 1948. She's a Scottish singer, actress and television personality. Noted for her powerful singing voice, Lulu began her career in the UK before becoming internationally known. Later in her career, she had a major chart hits with To Serve With Love from the 1967 film of the same name which topped the Billboard Hot 100 and with the title song to the 1974 James Bond film The Man With The Golden Gun. In European countries, she was also widely known for the Eurovision Song Contest in 1969, winning entry Boom Bang A Bang for her, and for her 1964 hit Shout, where she performed with the closing ceremony at the, at the 2014 Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. When she was 12 or 13, she and her manager approached a band called the Bell Rocks, seeking stage experience as a singer. She appeared with them every Saturday night. Alex Thompson, the group's bass player, has reported that even then, her voice was remarkable. She has two brothers and a sister, and her, and her father was a heavy drinker. Age 14, she received the stage name Lily from her future manager, Marion Massey, who commented, well, all I know is that she is a real Lulu of a kid. In August 2017, Lulu's family history was the subject of an episode of the UK series Who Do You Think You Are? Research shows that her mother had been brought up by another family. The investigation into her genealogy showed that Lulu's maternal grandparents had different religions. The investigation into her genealogy showed that Lulu's maternal grandparents had different religions. Her grandfather Hugh Carnes was a Catholic and her grandmother Ellen Kennedy was a Protestant. Carnes had also been a member of the Catholic gang and was found in the research to have been in and out of prison at the time of the birth of Lulu's mother. Kennedy was found to be the daughter of a worthy mistress of the Ladies Orange Lodge 52. The discovery explained why the two families had opposed the union between Kennedy and Carnes. In 1964, under the wing of, of Marion Massey, she was signed to Decca Records when she was off when she was only 15. Her version of the Eilie Brothers shout credited to Lulu and the Lovers and delivered in a, in a raucous but mature voice. Peaked at number 7 in the UK chart, Massey guided her career for more than 25 years, for most of which time they were partners in business and Massey's husband Mark produced some of Lulu's recordings. After the success of Shout, Lulu's next charting single was Leave, it, Leave a Little Love in 1965, which returned her to the UK Top 10. Her next record, Try to Understand, made the Top 40. In 1966, Lulu toured Poland with the Hollies as the first British female singer to appear live behind the Iron Curtain. In the same year, she recorded two German-language tracks, Vendu Dar Bist and Sofang S. Anne for the Decca Germany label. All her Decca recordings were made available in 2009 on a two-CD set entitled Shout, issued on RPM Records. After two hit singles with The Lovers, Lily embarked on a solo career. After failing to reach the charts in 1966, Lulu, le Lulu left Decca Records and signed with Columbia to be produced by 
Mickey most. She returned to the UK single chart in April 1967, reaching number six with The Boat That I Row, written by Neil Diamond. All seven singles she cut with Mickey Most made the UK singles chart, ending with Boom Bang A Bang, reaching number two in 1969. When, Mo when Most died in 2003, Lily was full of praise for him and told the BBC that they had been very close. Lily made her acting debut in 1967 to Sir With Love, a British vehicle for Sydney Portier, Lily both acted in the film and sang the title song, with which she had a major hit on the, in the United States, reaching number one. To Sir With Love became the best-selling single of 1967 in the United States, selling well in excess of one million copies. It was awarded a gold disc and was ranked by Billboard magazine as number one song of the year. And in the UK, To Sir With Love was, was released on the B-side of Let's Pretend, a number 11 hit. In the late 1960s, Lily's pop career in the UK thrived and she had several television series of her own. Her first BBC series aired in 1965 on BBC Two where she co-hosted co Gazooks, It's in the Crowd with Alan David, completing the run as solo host under the rebranded Gazooks in 1966. She made regular appearances on, on BBC One's Starmash after appearing again on, two, on BBC Two in 1967 in a successful TV series that featured music and comedy, three of a kind. Lulu was given her own BBC One television series in 1968, which ran annually until 1975 under various titles including Lulu's Back in Town, Happening for Lulu, It's Lulu and Lulu. The series often featured resident guests including Ardrain Poster, Roger Kitter, Paul Greenwood and Pan's People, along with dance troops choreographed by Nigel Lithgow and Doggy Squires. The 1972 series was billed as It's Lily, not to mention Dudley Moore, with Dudley Moore and his trio appearing in each of the 13 shows. Bernie Clifton was her resident guest for the last of the BBC series, airing from January to April in 1975. Her BBC series included music and comedy sketches and appearances by star guests. Concurrently with her TV series, Lily also hosted several one-off specials. These included Lily at Burns Restaurant in 1969, a show recorded in Sweden with The Young Generation, 1970s The Young Generation meets, Lu meets Lulu, which was also recorded in Sweden, and Bruce Forsyth meets Lulu in 1975. On the 29th of March 1969, she represented the United Kingdom in the Eurovision Song Contest, performing the song Boom Bang A Bang, written by Peter Warren and Alan Morehouse. The song chosen from a selection of six by viewers of her BBC One variety series Happening For Lulu, and on a special show hosted by Michael Aspel, in which she performed all six one after the other. One song, I Can't Go On, written by Alton John and Bernie Taupin, came last in the postcard vote, but it was later recorded by Cilla Black, Sandy Shaw and Polly Brown, and Alton John himself, as well as by Lulie. In Madrid, Lulie was accompanied by Sue and Sonny, whilst the orchestra was conducted by Lulie's musical director, Johnny Harris. Boom Bang and Bang won, though three other songs from Spain tied with her on 18 votes each. The rules were subsequently altered to prevent such ties in future years, but the result caused Austria, Portugal and Norway, Sweden and Finland not to enter in 1970s contest. Lulu's song came out the best in sales, with German, French, Spanish and Italian versions alongside the original English. 
Later, she told John Peel, I know it's a rotten song, but I won. Who cares? I'd have sung Barbar Black Sheep standing on my head if, if that's what it took to win. I'm just so glad I didn't finish second like all the other Brits before me. That would have been awful. Despite her dislike, it is her second biggest UK hit to date, reaching number two on the chart in 1969. Lily began 1979 by appearing on BBC's review of the, of the 1960s music scene, Pop Go the 60s, performing Boom Bang a Bang live on BBC One on the 31st of December 1969. She recorded another Jerry Wexler, Tom Dold and Arif Mardin album in the US Melody Fair and scored a US Top 30 hit, Oh Me Oh My. I am a fool for you baby. She was the subject of This Is Your Life on 10th of May 1972 when she was surprised by Eamon Andrews. Lily was one of the main artists invited to appear on the BBC's anniversary show 50 Years of Music in 1972. The same year she starred on the Christmas pantomime Peter Pan at the Opera House in Manchester and repeated her performance at the London Palladium in 1975 and returned to the same role in a different London-based production from 1987 to 1989. In 1974, she performed the title song for the James Bond, The Man with the Golden Gun. Two slightly different versions of the song were used at the start and end, re respectively. James Bond was mentioned in the end version, released as a single. It is the only Bond film title track not to chart as a single in either the United Kingdom or the United States. The same year she covered David Bowie's songs, The Man Who Sold the World and Watch That Man. On the 31st of December 1976, Lily performed Shout on BBC One's A Jubilee of Music, celebrating British pop music for Queen Elizabeth II's impending Silver Jubilee. In 1977, Lily became interested in Siddha Yoga and married hairdresser John Frieda. They divorced in 1991. They had one son, Jordan Frieda. Lee's chart success waned in, 19, in the 1980s, but she remained in the public eye, acting and hosting a long-running show on London's Capital Radio station. She was associated with Freeman's fashion catalogue during the late 1970s and the early 1980s. In August 1979, after a performance in Margate, Kent, she was in a car accident that nearly killed her. Her car collided head-on with another on Brooksend Hill and she spent a week in hospital recovering. The same year, she recorded for Elton John's label, The Rocket Record Company, and released I Love to Boogie. Notable London stage appearances came in the 1980s in Andrew Lloyd Webber's Song and Dance and the Royal National Theatre's Guys and Dolls. She damaged her vocal cords whilst performing in the Lloyd Webber show, requiring surgery that threatened her singing voice. She co-hosted a revived series of Oh Boy for ITV in the early 1980s. In 1981, she returned to the US charts with I Could Never Miss You More Than I Do. A top 20 hit also reached number 2 on the adult contemporary charts despite stalling at number 62 in the UK. Early the following year she had a more modest US hit with If I Were You which just missed the top 40, appeared in the video for Ant, for Ant Rap alongside Adam and the Ants and was nominated for a Grammy for Who's Fallen Who with the Lulu album. In 1983 she won Rear of the Year. <laughs> And she had a few bits and bobs going on uh, with re-recording some uh, of her older songs in the 80s as well. And in 1985, her first autobiography, Lulu, her autobiography was published. 
in nine in the 1990s lily made the recording comeback single independence which reached number 11 in the uk singles chart this was the title track from the independence album all four singles released from this album reached the lower ends of the uk charts as did two later singles released in 1994 her second single after independence was i'm back for more a duet with soul singer bobby womack which reached which charted at number 27 the album was not successful peaking at 67 in the uk albums charts also in 1993 the song i don't want to fight co-written by luli and her brother billy laurie and steve deberry became an international hit for tina turner later that year she guested on the cover version of that of the dan hartman song we like my fire with boy band take that the single reached number one in the UK singles chart and Lulu appeared as Take That supporting act on their, ni- on their 1994 tour. At this time she also appeared as an unhappy public relations client of Adina Monsoon in two episodes of the BBC television programme Absolutely Fabulous and teamed with French and Saunders many times, including their send-up of the Spice Girls, The Sugar Lumps, for comic relief in 1997, when she took a role of Baby Spice mimicking Emma Bunton, an album provisionally titled Where the Poor Boys Dance was completed in late 1997 and due for release in in early 1998 but was postponed by the record label Mercury. A single Hurts Me So Bad was released in April 1999 which rose to no higher than number 42 in the UK and later that year the title track from from the cancelled album reached number 24 with an appearance on Top of the Pops to promote it. In 1999, Lily returned to the BBC to host their Saturday National Lottery game show, Red Alert. The theme song, sung by Lily, was released as a single but only managed the UK Top 75. She also co-wrote and recorded a duet for UK pop singer Kavanagh entitled Heart Like the Sun and was not released commercially until Kavanagh's 2007 Greatest Hits collection. So now we've heard a bit about Lily, I say a bit, a grand amount of uh, information Lily. Let's get on with our next supporting artist, who happens to be Chris Difford. Our second supporting artist for tonight's show is Chris Difford. Christopher Henry Difford, born 4th November 1954, is an English singer, musician, songwriter and record producer. He is a founder member and songwriter of the British group Squeeze. Born in Greenwich, London, Difford has written lyrics for over 40 years, most notably in partnership with Glyn Tilbrook. The two were primary members in Squeeze and Difford and Tilbrook. According to Difford, he stole 50p from his mother's purse to put a card in a local sweet shop window advertising for a guitarist to join his band, although he did not have one at the time. Tilbrook was the only person who responded to the advert and they met for the first time shortly afterwards. Some of their best known songs are Tempted, Pulling Muscles from the Shell, Black Coffee in Bed, Call for Cats, Up Junction and Annie Get Your Gun. After the breakup of Squeeze in 1983, Difford continued writing songs for artists such as Jules Holland, Helen Shapiro, Billy Bremner and Elvis Costello. He has also written lyrics for music by Jules Holland, Elton John, Wet Wet Wet, Marty Pello and others. He was involved with Tilbrook and John Turner in the creation of a musical labelled with love, which was created using the songs of Squeeze. The 1983 musical performed in Deptford was short-lived. In 1984, the pair released the album Difford and Tilbrook and had a minor hit in the UK with Love's Crashing Waves, which reached number 57 in the UK charts. In 1985, Squeeze reunited, having hits in the US with Babylon and On, Hourglass and 853 
5,937. Death had left the group in 1999, launching a solo career in 2003 with his album I Don't Get Where I Am. Defford was also manager of Brian Ferry and the Stripes. Squeeze reunited again in 2007 and Difford maintains a, con a concurrent solo career alongside his work with the band. In March 2010, Difford curated songs in the Key of London, an evening of music dedicated to the capital at the Barbican Centre London. In 2017, Chris published his autobiography, Some Fantastic Place, My Life In and Out of Squeeze. His solo discography is I Don't Get Where I Am in 2003, South East Side Story in 2007, The Last Temptation of Chris in 2008, Cashmere If You Can in 2011, Fancy Pants in 2016, Let's Be Comb Adventure, Demonos 1972, done in 2017, Let's Be Comb Adventure in 2017, Chris to the Mill in 2017 and Pants in 2018. Now we've had a little bit of background on all the artists involved tonight. Let's get on with the live shows. We'll be back after this. If you're a band member or an artist, dancer, singer, actor, street performer, and you're listening to this and you'd like to talk to us on our show about your uh, latest gig, or your album release on uh, digital media, or even uh, want to talk to us about a student show. How about dropping us an email on musterxmedia1983 at gmail.com and we'll get you on our show. And we're back. And today, I have to say, I was well surprised because there was no line, there was no sound check, just a line check for this particular show. So I wasn't aware that the format had slightly changed to my knowledge. So at first, I believed it was going to be Chris Difford and Luli who are supporting artists as it was put down on the advertising. But no, they weren't supporting artists. They were going to join, they were there to join Jules Holland on the stage later on. So we ended up having a surprise act to warm up and that was Cat Eaton. So there's no knowledge about Cat Eaton that I have, although I'm sure that if there's some, if I had some time, I would be able to research it. But I'll have to do that another time, I suppose, on a uh, potential follow-up in the new year. So Cat Eaton, she came out, and it was just her and a guitarist just playing acoustically, and it was quite literally an exclusive acoustic set. And the guitar player was highly skilled, I have to say, really goddamn skilled. Picking everything, playing the bar chords where needed. And he, he was very, very talented, very talented guitar player. And Cat Eaton, very strong voice. I mean, intimidatingly strong voice. If you put her in a room with Charlotte Church and with Joss Stone, she would be just as powerful as both of those singers. So that is that's very good i have to say very good vocally you couldn't ask for a better support act that you know if you can sing that loud and proud and perfectly and flawlessly with so much power with just a guitar player in a uh, in a large venue then uh, you're doing something right you're definitely doing something right and her set only lasted 20 minutes 
But that was a good 20 minute performance of lovely acoustic songs. And yet again, and Cat Eaton has definitely made my easy listening playlist for uh, social functions, you know, like in the barbecue, or if uh, someone asked me at a family gathering, oh, can you find some good music that everyone can listen to? I'll definitely put Cat Eaton on, definitely. Such a powerful voice and nice and easy to listen to and great background music. I mean, proper great background music that actually gives a nice bit of a punch. And when I say punch, it's more of a case of not only, not only about her powerful vocals, but something as a statement to say, yeah, listen to this. This is a great person that you've never heard before. And Katie um, would definitely be a conversation starter at a social gathering because no one knows who she is, but she's got such a lovely, beautiful and flawless voice. So due to the uh, format change that I was unaware of until it actually happened, Jules Holland came on 15 minutes after the support act had finished, so it didn't take that long to strike a guitar, a microphone, and to just clear that little downstage portion of the uh, stage. It was very quick, very quick to do, uh, very quick for the uh, crew to move on, ready to do the main set. And Jules Holland came on to an enthusiastic crowd, which it was a sold out performance. But unfortunately, unfortunately, due to uh, the panicking restrictions and people being too afraid to turn up due to the uh, Omicron variant being released into the general population and people being too scared to attend because Jules Holland's clientele our older viewers and listeners he only got 52% attendance out of a sold out venue which was unfortunate very unfortunate but that's how life is at the end of 2021 um, it's just a shame really because he came out and played beautifully you know if you love your piano playing Jules Holland was playing like a demon yeah he was on fire on fire in a good way you have to say not that you need to um urinate on him to put him out but, but no he was on fire and the whole audience that was there completely enjoyed his piano playing along with his band as well <laughs> it was beautiful it was beautiful performance i have to say and then after 30 minutes his first guest guest came out and that was Chris Difford. And he played a few of his popular songs, but and one of which being Call for Cats. And the audience loved it. I mean, they totally, totally loved it. Not only was Chris Difford on, but Jules Holland was playing piano for all those tracks. Although, his, although Difford only lasted for a couple of uh, songs. In fact, it was three songs. But three songs that are played incredibly well, along with Jules Holland and his band. The audience loved it. I mean, they absolutely loved it. They loved how Difford was singing and being on on guitar as well. And when Call for Cats was on, everyone was singing and dancing to it. It was a seated performance, and yet you've got everyone on their feet just rocking away to it. It was brilliant. Great bit of a great bit of energy from an audience where uh, everyone that attended were not, were not afraid to turn up. 
They were not afraid. They've had their triple jab. Uh, they followed all the rules of wearing the mask and the, and keeping as distant as they can for, from everyone else. Only lowering their mask to eat or drink. It, great audience. Great audience that followed every rule that the Welsh Government had put in. All these extra rules. They followed it to the T. And they totally, totally enjoyed themselves whilst listening and singing and dancing to Chris Difford singing Cool for Cats with Jules Holland and his band. It was amazing to see. It was amazing to see. Moving on, not so not so much longer later, you had Lily. You had Jules Holland introduce Lily, and she came on with one of the biggest applauses from a half empty room I've ever heard. You know they were looking forward to uh, Lily coming out because she was on the adverts. Same with Difford. The audience were totally waiting in anticipation for Lily to come out. As soon as she was introduced, the whole crowd erupted with cheers and clapping, and Lily came out pelting her songs as perfectly as she always had done. She was singing amazingly. And from the start to finish of Lulu's set, which lasted three songs again, or was it four? I can't quite remember off the top of my head, because this, this part of my podcast is is being recorded the following day because it was a busy turnaround, I have to say. But anyways, I I digress. Lily came out with the attitude of being the star that she is because she is a star. She always has been a star and she'll always be a star. From now until forever, she will always have the attitude and stage presence of Lulu because she's Lulu. You couldn't ask for more. So she came out strutting her stuff in the way that she would be because she is a goddamn star. And she came out, did some classics Lulu songs and finished her set with shouts. And oh my word. When she did this song, when she did this song, everyone, and I mean everyone, they were on their feet. They were singing, they were dancing, Lulu had not lost anything vocally. She hasn't lost the yet stage presence and she definitely hasn't lost her vocal ability. And singing shout, as good as it was from back in the day, you can, uh, this performance was spot on, full of energy. She wanted to be there, Jules wanted her to be there and the audience sure as hell wanted Lulu to be there. And what a rendition of shout that was. It left such a, electrified audience they were loving it completely loving it and with Lily's vocal ability she could hit every single note every single note that she used to hit she hit spot on flawlessly perfectly throughout the entire three or four songs that she has done and she hit those high notes effortlessly absolutely effortlessly so as soon as Lulu's set had finished we were hit with another surprise guest. So, a fourth supporting artist or guest, however you want to put it. And that was Ruby Turner. The Philistine in me does not know who Ruby Turner was or is. I just don't know anything about her, but god damn, she could sing. She's got such a powerful voice. I mean, this voice, she wouldn't, I, I would seriously doubt that she needed a microphone. She could, in my opinion, fill that arena with her vocals unamplified. She had that much power in her voice. And 
yet again. She sang with absolute soul and reacted with the orchestra in such a way. I mean, yeah, when the sax player, for example, was doing a solo, she was interacting with him, bigging him up, patting him on the back. Yes, singing alongside that sax player when it warranted it. She was such a showman. She worked that. She worked that band. She knew ever. She knew how to do absolutely everything for a vocal and visual performance. And it wasn't in your face. It wasn't. Over, it wasn't trying hard. She just had that natural charisma as a performer to be able to pull that off. And the way how I saw it is, she had every right to be on that stage, and the stage had every right to have her on that stage. She. She was brilliant, and after seeing Ruby Turner sing that set, it made me want to just write her name down, to put it in my uh, book, to go and listen to more of her work, but, and listen to as much as I can when I had a chance to. Such a vocal experience, and I definitely, definitely want to hear more from Ruby Turner. Definitely. And she's definitely gone onto my uh, playlist onto my all occasions playlist for when I'm having social events at home. Definitely, most definitely. Thank you for listening to today's podcast about Chris Difford and Lulu. And I really appreciate you listening and spending the time uh, listening to this podcast. So until next time, guys, bye for now. Mm-hmm.